Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio by my broker owner, Sharon McNamara. Hello. So it sounded like I was the owner of you. <laughs> oh, yes. My owner. <laughs> my owner, Sharon McNamara. Uh, no, the uh, broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. Yes, yes, yes. And I am here. Hello. Hello to George. We have Mary joining us as well. Hey, George. Hey. Everybody. Hey, Sharon. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining us on Saturday and getting some of those great photos. I got to, you got some good ones of my dogs, by the way. Uh, I almost said Casey. I meant Gracie and uh, Marley. And thank you so much for all your help with the speaker and all that. Uh, you were a true gem to have around. I'm very around. curious to see how your drone footage came out. I haven't seen it yet. No, that's art. Oh, that was art. That was art. This is George. Oh. Yeah, it was a fun event to be a part of and um, hoping to be a part of the next one. Hopefully everybody who's listening will uh, join in next year. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? Just as we're winding down with one event, we're getting ready. Uh, Thursday, we're going to have our debrief on how our Halloween dog truck contest went. And we had all kinds of raffles and things. It was so much fun. We have the best vendors who sponsored us throughout the whole process. Uh, so, again, a great big thank you to all of them. And... Um, we have we have what's coming up? The photos. I'm with still Santa. not over it. Photos with Santa. Yeah, our holiday open house, silly uh, goose. Yeah, holiday open house. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to have a professional photographer. I heard Santa is going to be joining us. I heard that the sleigh. He can't take the sleigh. It's just because there's no snow. So I, I heard he's coming in a red Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, like, no, a red Mustang. Convertible red Mustang. Red Mustang, yeah. A red, yeah, red convertible Santa's Mustang. always traveling in style. He really is, for sure. So that's uh, coming the Saturday afterwards. So if you want to join us, to all our WAT listeners, we have Mikasa Sukasa. It's open. 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 Open house. So, um Tonight, we're going to be talking about selling, uh, should I wait 
until the spring to sell my house. That seems to be the topic. Did you want to yeah. say something? I was just going to say, um, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we sort of put it out there that like we get asked this question all the time. Every mm-hmm. year we get asked, should I wait until the spring or I'm going to wait until the spring. Um, so now that we are in fall market um, and we have been and we're moving into winter, <laughs> um, you know, we we are getting this question, you know, oh, I want to wait, um, especially with, you know, sort of where where we're at in the market so mm-hmm. i think you guys were doing some research right before um to get the the most accurate sort of numbers uh mm-hmm. for our listeners mary you're coming in like I'm sorry, a bowl I'm of coming china in shot hot. i'm coming in hot guys <laughs> um so i know you guys have some statistics um mm-hmm. sort of comparing the market from last year around this time um and and sort of where we're at right now i don't know if one of you want to go first but um but yeah so we we get asked this question all the time yeah um so we're like you know what let's just do a show about it yeah well i think so even before we get into the statistics it's a natural instinct, I think, when, especially where we're in New England, the weather is going to get more inclement the further we get into the fall months and the uh, winter. Wow, winter is almost here. Mm-hmm. Um, fall is over and winter's coming. D- next week is daylight savings, I think. Is it? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's it is. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, that's not my favorite time of year, not going to lie. Me either. Hey, they hey. need to change that. I'm not what a winter person. About that? I'm not a winter person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love sweaters. So anyways, but I think it's a natural reaction for sellers to think, all right, as the inclement weather comes, I don't want to go through the process of having my house on the market for the holidays. I don't want to have to worry as I'm setting up for Thanksgiving or all of potentially you know, um, you know, you have family and friends that are visiting from out of town. I don't want to be worried about having to accommodate open houses and showings. And same things going into Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, Kwanzaa. If you have a bunch of people coming over to your house, you don't necessarily want to be worried about one additional thing. So it's a natural instinct to just say, hey, I'm going to pause and wait and I'll revisit everything when the weather is a little bit better, when the holidays have passed us. And that will give me, you know, the most ample amount of time to enjoy one last season in the house. Mm-hmm. However, and this is what we're talking about tonight, with from a stats perspective, that can be counterproductive to what you actually want. Mm-hmm. Or like if you're looking to get the highest sale price potentially, it can be counterproductive. And there's a few different reasons for that. Now I feel like I'm rambling, you guys. You're not rambling. Oh. I'm, I'm looking at some statistics here. You're, I'm, I'm fully vested in what you have to say right now. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the things that we can look at when we're talking about selling in the spring versus selling in the winter is, um, you know, how many, so your competition, how many properties are on the market in the spring versus the winter. So notoriously, you have, as a seller, you're going to have more competition in the spring months Um, and competition being another house. So if you have a four-bedroom colonial, there's likely another four-bedroom colonial that could be in the same town, in the same price range. That's considered your competition. Mm -hmm. So in the spring market, you have more competition. So one of being one of less inventory is something that we talk about all the time in the winter you have the opportunity to be one of less inventory where buyers still have to move during the winter months they have less options and are more apt you're more apt to get in front of them and be the house chosen mm-hmm. that's one of the big factors um, and then another factor that i think we're going to talk about pretty heavily or try and dive pretty deep into is comparables so we've talked about how we do our cmas our comparable market analysis mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and assists 
Assesses. Analysis. 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 What is the plural of moose? Meese. Oh, I came across, <laughs> oh my gosh, I came across that meme the other day and I meant to send it to you. Meeses. Um, but one, so we talk about how we use an appraiser's mindset when we're looking at comparable properties. So we're comparing apples to apples and only going six months back. Um, so if you're selling in the winter, your comparables, and let's just use November 1st, right? It's November 1st today. Your comparables are the previous six months. So you're looking at October, September, August, July, June, and May. That's actually the spring and summer. So Mm -hmm. properties are selling uh, potentially for a little bit more in the spring and summer. Then when you, so if you're waiting until the spring, so I wouldn't even say they're selling for a little bit more. I take that back. There's, the market is a little bit quicker, right? So you have more buyer competition happening during the spring. But then if you're looking at um, selling during the spring, so you're looking at your comparables again, say you're going to list in April, April of 2023. Now you're looking back at March, February, January, December, and November. You have less options, less less people, less inventory that were on the market probably during that time. So it can be harder to find appropriate comparables and um, your sale price might mm-hmm. be and or the comparables might be pushing your sale price a little bit lower from that time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things when you know when I do an analysis for people and I'm trying to help them figure out what the price is, it's really important for them to come into the office and sit and talk with me because the numbers are what the numbers are and yeah. they don't lie. And the reason why I like to do that is because I like to show you everything I can see as an agent uh, versus just showing up with paper and saying, okay, these are the comparisons I came up with or these are the ones I found. At least you know there's full transparency and I'm showing you everything I can possibly see. Um, And I think that that's helpful for sellers to really understand where the market is. Um, There's also the demographic of people who don't understand how our, like if you haven't sold in several years, that you don't. They don't fully understand that buyers, they always say, well, let's just put it on for this price. I know it's higher than what you're recommending, but somebody can just throw me an offer. Mm. And that just doesn't work anymore. There is like this rogue fly that's that been in our office on Saturday. It's like me. this one low Sorry. ranger just yeah. flying around. I know. He's like a maverick. Oh, he's on you. Yeah, little thing. Let him stay on you. Yeah. I don't want him anymore. So um, I think that that's important for people to understand is it like that just doesn't happen anymore. And this is the reason why we're seeing more price breaks and price changes in the market is because sellers are still testing a market that is no longer there. Yeah. And then the longer there are statistics that show the longer that you're on the market and you continue to do price breaks, the less you're going to end up with at the end of that and it, I always, I remember back in 2000, let me get my numbers right here. So like 2008, nine and 10, when we were doing analysis for people, one of the slides I had was the the reason to properly price your home is because if you put it on high and then you have to lower it, right? Because you're testing the market. You'll never win with that, by the way. The market will tell you what it's going to pay. But if you try to lower it, it's almost like going downhill chasing a snowball. And before you know, it's bigger than you. Do you remember I used to say that all the time? I am starting to say that again in my presentations. And it's 100% true. And some of the statistics I took here, you know, just prove that. 
So one thing um, where you're talking about price price adjustments and sellers are living in a market that no longer exists is because I feel like seller both sellers and buyers currently are living in a market from a year ago. Mm-hmm. So sellers are hoping for the sale prices that were a year ago and buyers are hoping for the interest rates that were a year ago. And I've said it on the show before, perspective is everything. So if we forget about the past and just live kind of where we are, because there is no going back and we can't predict when or if we're ever going to get back to where we were, even though I think most economists will say we'll never see 2.375 again, Um, or it'll be a very, very long time from an interest rate perspective. The market might pick up in the same um, fast, furious way that we've seen it, you know, in the past couple of years. But it will be in spurts, which is what we used to see, whereas a year, two years ago, it was just never ending. It was like the pipeline was full and you're just pushing everybody, pushing Mm -hmm. everybody through this little itty bitty tunnel to get the houses. Um, That's those days have kind of gone to the wayside. And now buyers are being very strategic and very discerning with their funds. Mm-hmm. And that means that sellers, like you were saying, Sharon, yeah. now have to be more strategic than they were in the past. They were, you know, what is it, throwing like spaghetti at a wall? And yeah, that's what I used sticks. to say. They would throw jello. Would j- uh, jello? Did I say jello? I, used I to think say it was jello. spaghetti. It was the Italian. In Maybe the spaghetti, yeah. <laughs> They're just throwing spaghetti. But you do love jello. <laughs> I do love jello. I really do. I'm going to have to have jello tonight because I ran out of pudding. But, um. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, it was. It's just like, it's like throwing it up against the wall and seeing what will stick. And you just can't do that. You and when just can't. Money, when money was um, cheap to borrow, you sellers were able to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. We literally used to say, it doesn't matter what your house looks like. Just put it on the market right yeah. now. Somebody will buy it because mm-hmm. interest rates were so low that it was driving buyers, pushing more and more buyers into the market and making it very, very affordable to become a homeowner. Mm-hmm. Those days have dwindled. Mm-hmm. So you sellers have to be more strategic and we have to be discerning these numbers a lot more intricately or a lot more um, aggressively than we had. <laughs> so if you're, watching us fly, if, you're listening, if you're watching us live on Facebook, I'm whacking Mary with paper because there is literally this fly that is dive bombing it's been torturing us for two days and we can't we, if anybody's uh, out there bring us a fly swatter yeah, please please bring us a fly yeah, swatter um, oh actually if you have any questions for us that's a very good point uh we are live tonight uh and you are listening to talk real estate roundtable we are uh sponsored by boston connect real estate and mcnamara broker team which is actually now named sharon and mary real estate team 781-837-4900 781-837-4900 any questions about real estate is great and if you uh want something on this topic feel free to call us on that um we had a couple callers i think it was on saturday when we had our show right before um we had one caller anyways right before our any callers visit that would have been fun i don't know usually we get one or two people from WATD that will come and see us yeah so there were so many people here just on a side what no there were so many people here it was so amazing to see just like the Mm -hmm. community come together and it's awesome yeah, Dozer. So I'm a, oh, I'm kind yeah. of a big deal. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was hysterical. I know. Dexter was a little overwhelmed. He's, My, he he's oh. not a he's a people dog. Well, um, somebody fell in love yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Did you see Grace? Grace, Grace fell, fell in, in love, love with, with Dozer. Dozer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were she like loves they were smooching. Bulldog. They were smooching. Is Dozer a girl? Mm-hmm. Is Dozer a girl? 
No. Hmm? Is Dozer a boy? Dozer's a boy, I think. Right? Okay. Anyways, it doesn't matter who you love. You can love anybody. I think Dozer's a boy. I don't know. Grace fell in love with Grace. Grace fell in love with Dozer. Yeah. So (laughs) that's all I have to say. (laughs) Um, Oh, sorry. I cut you off. I have to get us ready. No, that's all right. Um, So going back to just talking about how it's just important to just be more cognizant of the numbers. And that's why. So I've said this before, and I can't remember it was on the show. Um, the market is definitely changing and the numbers, the numbers are showing that, um, but it's not because, you know, property values are necessarily decreasing. Property values are actually staying pretty stable. Um, Mm -hmm. you're looking at me like you're confused. No, I'm asking Mark how to do math. (laughs) They're, they're actually staying pretty stable. If mm-hmm. you're pricing your property uh, appropriately, right? So if you are taking all of the market statistics into consideration and making adjustments for what our current interest rates are kind of dictating for the future from a buyer perspective, your property will sell. We are still seeing properties that are selling over asking. Whether you're, mm-hmm. whether you're listing now, you know, in December, in January, doesn't matter. If you price your property appropriately, now is more important than ever to do that to get the most amount of buyers in and um, potentially get the best offers, right? So the reason that people feel that the market is coming down, the market is crashing, is as the interest rates have gone up, buyers have been able to pay less over asking for these properties and, again, have become more discerning of how they're spending their money. So they're looking and saying, well, I can't, you know, back when, again, money was cheap, I could... Mm -hmm justify in my head paying 30 extra dollars a month to go $50,000 over asking. Now that $30 a month has turned into $200 or $300 a month in some scenarios. And that's a lot harder of a pill to swallow Mm -hmm. for a buyer, right? Um, So the amount over asking that buyers are willing and or can pay and or the amount that they can just pay in general has decreased based off of the interest rates and that will have a direct effect on pricing for properties Mm -hmm. so that's another timing of the year comps that you're looking at competitive situations um, what the interest rates are doing those are all key factors when it comes to pricing your property appropriately and considering when to sell Ooh, good job. Good job. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Are you glad you have me here tonight? Of course. Of course. Um, I'm yeah, sweating. I, 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 I'm in I know, it, is, it is pretty warm in here. But um, what I always, I, I just revert back to what I always say is like, if it's the right time to sell, then sell. Like, you'll, you'll sell when it's the right time for you. I feel like there's always going to be this thought in your head that's like, oh, well, maybe if I, you know, sell next year or what if I sold last year? Like you have to be very educated on where the market is right now. If it suits your needs and it is the right decision for you, then sell. But just because we like, quote unquote, and I'm using air quotes for anybody who's watching us on Facebook, predict where the market's going in reality we really don't know i mean things have happened overnight that drastically change any aspect of life so the fact that you know we are sort of 
not blindly going through this. Like we're very educated and Sharon, you've been in the business for over 20 years Mm -hmm. that like, you know, you sort of get it, the ups and the downs and whatever it is that we're going through. We're moving from one market to the next. But I always just sort of revert back. Like if it makes sense for you right now, then do it. But if it doesn't just, you know, you wait. You made it out. And it's interesting, too, as you're saying that and pointing out to everybody how old I am. Um, <laughs> I didn't say your age. I said no, you've I been in the business I 20 years. You've been in this for no, decades. You've been in this for a long, long time. <laughs> no, but, you know, what's interesting, though, is because I do see um, a mentality with real estate agents right now that I feel very calm about what we're going through right now because I've been there, done that. And we have agents in our office who have never been through a cycle of being on the bottom of a declined market. So they're like, I had an open house and nobody came. I had an, and now my listing has been on the market for two weeks. What am I going to do? Yeah. You know, so they just don't know how to. You and I had this conversation last night. I was literally going to say, I'm one of them. Yeah. So last night we had this conversation and I said, and Trish Flynn was in the office. We were discussing it um, last week at some point when the things we used to do, I mean, in a slower market, we would have to prove to our clients, this is what we've been doing. This is how many people saw it on Zillow. This is how many people saw it on Realtor.com. This is how many people went to Boston Connect. This is what the feedback was. This is how many people came to the open house. This is the time that we had it. I mean, it was just like, bup, 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 like trying to justify that you're doing your job. Yeah. Well, we didn't have to do that for the last three years. It's yep. been easy, people. It's been easy. Yeah. And I'm the first to say it. I'm a very strong listing agent. You know that. You've you've basically been our buyer's agent. So you you had the struggle. Like, now you're going into another struggle. Well, so now it's funny that you say that because going from the market where you could quote me on this radio show saying buyers, <laughs> buyer's agents are literally leaving the business because they just can't get... Um, offers accepted no matter what they do and it's just not fair to these buyers the things that they have to do to be able to um, bye-bye to those days those days are behind us and it's a complete and total 180 i'm not going to call it Mm -hmm. a 360 because there are extenuating circumstances a 180 from what i missed 180 from the madness of a year two three years ago so two like 2019 to 2021 so we have we have left the past in the past and, you know, this is the land of buyers paying $100,000, waiving all of their contingencies, you know, naming their firstborn son and giving people pizza for the mm. rest of their lives because they owned a pizza shop. That will go down in, as, as... That's a in, true story. That will go down in Patriots history. Tickets. Patriots tickets. Um, so those days are completely gone. But and buyers, agents, you know, if you were more often than not i remember one week i was like zero for ten and i i came into oh, the i office. remember you were like yeah i morbid. came into the office and i was like i don't know how we're gonna do this like i don't know what i have to do my buyers are writing these amazing offers and they're still not getting accepted it's because everybody was in the same buyer pool now this is and i hate to say it i hate to say it in this way but the way that the interest rates have risen and in the manner that they have as quickly as they have it has created um you know almost a niche for buyers so buyers who can't afford to move right now aren't going to mm-hmm. like they they just can't they can't do it mm-hmm. they're going to stay home longer or stay where they're at to try and save more money maybe get a second job it, that's the reality until interest rates either come down a little bit um or programs change i mean that will always happen the mortgage industry is always moving and adjusting as well but um with the interest rates going up it's a completely 
it's rather than my offers not getting accepted it's like my buyers don't exist mm-hmm. <laughs> you know does yeah. that make sense like so it's a it is a different struggle or now my buyers are looking at a different price range and that might even have that a could, ton of people yeah that could potentially be inundated in absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is the sort of the sad part and i said this last year on our radio show one of the things that I was sort of seeing, and we were seeing it pretty quickly, is this clear delineation between the have and the Mm have-nots. And I can really, really, really see it right now. And it's such a struggle for first-time homebuyers right now to get into a property. But if you think about properties in general, you know, we've coined that term, right-sizing. Our first-time homebuyers... And our boomer generation, like the boomer generation, how many do we go in? I just did a CMA a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to be following up with them this weekend. You know, their thought is, oh, well, we'll sell this house, and then we'll just get a small ranch somewhere. Those don't exist. Mm-hmm. They just don't because the people who stayed in their small ranch, they're the ones that they can't, they can't where are they going to go? I literally had somebody come into our development um, this past weekend who, they they live close by their neighbors. They really weren't looking, but they've been in their house for 55 years. So they mm-hmm. own, at this point, they own it outright. Yep. Mm-hmm. They built it. Um, it's a little ranch, three bedrooms. They've raised their, they raised their three kids in the house. Mm-hmm. Their kids have now gone off and had families of their own. Nobody's coming back to the house. There is theoretically no reason that they are not right-sizing in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're seeing a lot of, mm-hmm. right? But, but look at me and Mark. Like, I'm not going anywhere. The Grady's, they're not going anywhere. Well, if you think about it, too, so something about the first-time home buyers and boomers, potentially, um, you could be singular income. Mm-hmm. So whereas your middle, yeah. so your move-up buyers, potentially, and or your resale, your resale buyers, your resale sellers, or your um, Gen Xs, they're usually a dual in- income. Mm-hmm. That makes it a lot easier to still continue forward with affordability in an increased rate market or a rising rate market, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I did do some statistics. So let's just talk this out. Um, again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am Sharon McNamara. I'm here along with uh, Melissa Wallace, who is the Director of Operations here in uh, our office at Boston Connect Real Estate, and with Mary Baker, who is my partner in uh, the real estate part of my life and my business. Uh, so I like to say that she is the director of the team there, um, of our clients and all that other stuff. Um, so I was looking at some numbers. Here's here's some interesting data for us, and let's try to digest it together. So in I just did the month, the current month that we're in, right? So, oh, you know what? This isn't going to work. Because it's November oh, 1st. Oh, no, 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 yeah, November 1st. It's going to work. Okay, so December 1st to um, November 1st, okay? Tomorrow, by the way, is November 2nd. That's when the feds, I think, are meeting again, right? Yeah. They're meeting the yep. 2nd, so we will have more news about rising uh, rates again, I'm sure, uh, coming soon from that announcement. So this year, and then, and I'm going to compare it to last year, okay. okay? So we'll do that first. So this year, um, no, last year, there were, so again, this is, the month of October. There were 555 listings in Plymouth County. So October 2021, there's 520. Yep. In that one month, there were 555 listings that were on the market, okay, Okay. for all of Plymouth County, single-family homes. The days on market was 38 days, average days on market. 
44 of those properties took price adjustments. Okay. Okay. And the average day after that price adjustment was 50 days. I'm not even going to worry about the days on market right now. Because it could be just one off that yeah. makes that just go screw. It could know. be new construction. It could, yeah, yeah, it could like be that. anything like that. So I hate days on market. But that is so with 555 listings that were on the market, 44 of them had a price adjustment. That's eight percent. Okay. All right. So that was in October. October of 2021. Of 2021. So again, usually after you know what I mean, we see things sort of slow down in the fall months and everything. Right. Good perspective. This year, we have 507 listings. So a little bit less. Yes. And that's 48 less. Okay. So units. And the average days on market actually is 17. Interesting. Interesting that that's down. And Melissa made a good point because Melissa and I were reviewing the data upstairs. And you want to give your reason why? Um, because there's less inventory. So someone might be um, settling. Yeah. Yeah. So you might just be like yeah. a one one off, yeah. like it's been on the yeah. day for a minute. Or you yeah. just, you got beat out so many times that you're just like, I, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw mm-hmm. jello. I'm yeah. just going to take I'm it. I'm going to throw yeah. jello on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, okay. So of the 507, so this is this year, all of the month of October, 82. So 82. Double with less inventory. Less we're inventory. Dub- we're doubling. It's oh, I'm not surprised. Price. It's 16% um, of the listings have had taken a price break. So you're literally dub from year to year, year mm-hmm. over year, you're doubling the amount of price adjustments, mm-hmm. which accounts for, you know, where the market was mm-hmm. back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So we're back in the day buffet, we don't yep. we don't look at that anymore. And versus where we currently are. <laughs> what? I thought you looked at me like, what does that mean? Back, back in the, the day, day buffet. buffet. It's I'm quoting um, it's a radio real, show. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but you know, what's interesting is like the 16%, you know, that it's down right now. Um, I did have a thought about that, but then I lost it. So that 16% that... Overpriced. Yeah, they're overpriced. And this, this actually proves, this is what I was going to say. This goes back to... People were using the last six months of data, right? Mm-hmm. So were, were you going to go yeah. there? Okay. So they were using what? So they were using April, May, June, July, August, and September, yeah. right, to get October, you know, numbers. April, May, June, July, August. No, wait. What did I say? So April, it, May, May, June, June July, July, August, September, September, right? So April, that's when the crazy world was happening. And In people, 2021. No, this is 2022. Crazy. I'm talking about right now. Okay. It got, yeah, it was crazy. Remember, people were... Bidding over asking in 2022? Yeah, 21. This year. 2021. 22 is this year. This year. Twenty. That was happening this year. That people were doing 100 over asking and everything still. Not as much. No? Not as much as last year. 2021. You mean 2021. I'm telling Well, it doesn't matter. Both years they were doing it, but that was happening this year. Fewer and far between. Yes. Yeah, okay. But it was still happening. But now when those solds, now we're looking at where, like, that's where we're getting our numbers from. So if I'm looking at a four-bedroom colonial, I'm looking at the last six months, those numbers were escalated, right? Yeah, because you're looking at the spring The cost. emotional value, yeah. yeah. And so that's why so many people are taking the price, of, uh, price adjustments right now, right? Yeah. So then I thought, all right, I want to go to April because this is what the radio show is tonight is, should I wait until the spring to put my house on the market and to Ooh, sell? Oh, this has got me intrigued now. Yeah, now I right? get where we're going. Okay, now you got okay. it. Now you're picking up what okay. I'm putting down. I like this. Now you're, 
now you're scooping what I'm pooping or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not catch, over here. Catching what I'm pitching. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on, ladies. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So April, we're going to do the month of April in 2021. So April 1st to May 1st, 2021. There were 672 listings. Okay. Okay. Average day on market was 26. Again, we don't care. There were 42 of those listings had price adjustments. Okay. Okay. Similar to similar to yeah. October. Similar okay. to October. That average was 6%. So it went down. Or so technically it was down. 6%. So in October it went up 2%. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you can see where it's yep. going. It's good. Now people are still, now they're using those higher numbers. Yep. Right. So it went down. All right. So this year. April of 2022 to May 1st of 2022. Number of listings, 550. Mm. We're 122 less inventory right now. Yikes. That's really good for sellers. That's really, the, well, so that's why where we started the conversation, yeah, right? That was Plus, really good for sellers. Oh, yeah. So this is April. Yeah. I mean, so that was really, really good for sellers. Yep. And we didn't have a lot of sellers that sort of played along. That's why we ended up with, we. I know it was this year too. We had those multiple offer situation. How can you not remember that? It was know. all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? I don't know. I was yeah. here. All right. Well, anyways, so now in 2022, did I say that? Oh, yeah, 2022. And of those, so there was 550 that were on the market. 35 of those had a price adjustment in 2022 this year. In April. In April. So it didn't change year to year. It was still 6% in the beginning. The it's, only thing that's changing... Is the time of year. Yeah, it's the time of year. But it it's 6%. Like, neither... Yeah, it was just... They're both in April. Isn't that interesting that they're both 6%? Yes, but it, that goes to prove the point. So we're talking about when you're listing, right? Mm -hmm. So you have 6%... Year over year, 6% in April, you're taking price adjustments. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in October, mm -hmm. we're going between 8% and 16% from year over year. Yeah. So less people have to take price adjustments then, but their numbers are lower when they're starting. Yeah. Right? And, but that's that's the that's point. That's what our point is, right? Yeah. So now we're not looking at April, May, June, July, August, September numbers, which were higher. Mm -hmm. So you can come on the market for higher, maybe, and, and still be on the lower end of the range and be doing great, yep. by the way. But if you wait until the spring, now you're going to be using the comps from October, November, December, January, February, and March to come on the market in April. So it's interesting to sort of couple up off of that. So that's showing essentially what, so the reason we're saying that the, the, um, units price adjusted or the percentage of price adjusted properties in april versus october is differing is because in april you're using comps in your winter months yeah and you're starting lower yeah but in october you're using comps from the spring months and probably starting a little bit higher mm -hmm. and right now in 2022 we are down like the number of listings we're 48 less than from where we were last year which is a better it's position, better, better, better even position better for position seller. for sellers to be in right now. Yeah, so, so when you less come inventory. in in April, mm -hmm. you're going to have potentially 50 more properties to compete. Exactly, with. I gotcha. I'm 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 on it. With you're picking you. up what I'm putting down. I, I am. Mm -hmm. So something that I did, and we talked about doing this earlier, was try to figure out average sale price for a particular style home. Right. So oh, being yeah. very yeah. Um, 
concise about it. So the the style home I did raised ranch, three bedrooms, one and a half bathrooms, um, two car garage. Didn't put a square mm-hmm. footage. Did all of Plymouth County. Mm-hmm. So if we take the take comps from November through April, so this is somebody who's listing now in November, right? Mm-hmm. So they're looking back. Yep, they're, they're looking, looking back six months. Yep. So they were thinking what? So they were March, April, May, June, July, and August. So November, and September. What month are they listing? No, they're listing in November. Uh, no, they're November. listing. Sorry, they're listing in April. Oh, okay. So they're listing in April. Um, you're looking at comps from 2021 to 2022. Mm-hmm. So we're listing spring of 2022 mm-hmm. in theory. In theory. Mm-hmm. And so that so we have less properties on market. So mm-hmm. for, statistically, we have less properties on market for a raised ranch. Again, this is very specific to a raised ranch. The average sale price for a raised three-bedroom, raised ranch, one-and-a-half baths with a two-car garage in all of Plymouth County when listing your property in April mm-hmm. was $557,000, mm-hmm. okay? Take that same raised ranch, mm-hmm. and now I'm listing in November, so I'm looking backwards. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at October, September, August, July, June. So mm-hmm. I'm listing today yep. that same property over much more inventory so in today so listing in november we have 22 comps listing in april we only have nine comps Mm -hmm. listing in november the average sale price for that same raised ranch was five hundred ninety seven thousand dollars and what was the other one five hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars it's 40 grand right there it's literally forty thousand dollars forty grand people granted Granted, right? You have you have more comparables mm-hmm. when you're listing in November, mm-hmm. so that's what kind of helps. It, it skews it a little bit because you have more variables, mm-hmm. but you have limited inventory over here when mm-hmm. listing in April. So that same raised ranch in April was selling for five hundred and fifty-seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars in comparison to November selling for five hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars. So so impressed that you did that. Oh. I like it. I like it. Like, but it, isn't that interesting? Just to it is interesting. I wonder if people are understanding what we're saying. It's hard to understand the numbers when you're not looking at the paper that we're looking at. I just at. envision our WATD listeners sitting at a desk and writing down all of <laughs> writing down, down all of the yeah, information. They should be. They're going to follow up with us. notes. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, and if they need a one-on-one consultation, we're happy to do that for them as well. But these um, are the exercises that we go through when we're doing a comparative market analysis, mm-hmm. and it is what we're considering. Um, so that's important. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you guys used April because we always say that spring market starts after the Super Bowl, which is the first weekend in February. Yeah, and that's what we do say to mm-hmm. people, but what do other people think? Yeah. You know, when spring they're thinking April. about the spring market, they're thinking, oh, I want the flowers to spring be pretty flowers. and all this other stuff. And I got to be honest, I don't think anyone cares. Uh, but <laughs> truthfully, so, Listen, so no one cares. Okay? So, no, I think November one is about your little. <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's so it's so you know, green by, green back here. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if you could, you could go through somebody's like house and just say, exactly yeah, no one's going to care about that. <laughs> no, that could be a movie. Yeah, sort of like wasn't the there a Watcher? movie like that? No, oh, Mark and I like watched every single episode of that the other day because he's I like, just one more, just one more, just one more. So we you watched all seven episodes. Watch. No. But wasn't there a movie where, like, the person didn't have a filter or something like that? And they could just, like, if they thought the person was ugly or something like that, and they would just say it. That'd be a tough life. Um, uh, oh, was it? Um... Don't lie or liar or something oh, like that. Oh, liar, like, liar. Liar, li- was it that Was one? it liar, liar? And it was with, with Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't That's what she's thinking of. I, I feel like here. I feel like I'm thinking of something else too. But I think we should do liar liar for like. Let's call HGTV. Hey, we want to do liar liar with you. Just give us one episode. We will kill it because this place is like a damn sitcom. I will be. I will tell you that. But imagine if you could go through a house. Let's just pretend. Uh, and I'm walking through somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going through your house as the eyes of a buyer. Buyers, <laughs> buyers looking for what's wrong and not what's right. There's a lot wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Yeah. No. Of course we don't list. do that. But could you imagine if you did? Because no one has an ugly baby. We have to be sensitive to that. Yeah. 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 It still would be funny. <laughs> it's, a, it's our blooper reel. Uh, blooper reel, for sure. All right. What else we want to uh, hit on here? Because we have a few minutes until we have to talk about... I don't know what else we have to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still sticking to if it's the right time. Do but it. Mm-hmm. You're, no, you're not wrong there. You're, you're... <laughs> Melissa just, like, drops the mic. <laughs> I'll see you ladies later. This is what I've been saying. I've been saying it all damn here. And we just keep on having these topics about it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else we got? No uh, questions from Liz tonight, huh? No, I don't think she's listening. Oh, no. Wow. I haven't gotten anything from her. Okay. I don't think she's listening. But, um, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts for you guys? No. I just think that, you know, thinking that you're going to wait until the spring, I guess understanding what your reasons are, I guess that's really important, okay? Um, but if you are considering it, and there are people, I mean, right now we are in a situation, we have a new listing coming on the market that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, and that was, it's an estate sale and, you know, our client's mom passed away, um, about a month ago and, you know, that's what's still going on. So for buyers, just so you know, things are still coming on the market. Um, but there are people, you know, because the question to me was, should we wait until the spring? And I said, absolutely not. I don't think that you should wait until the spring. I think you're going to have a group of buyers out right now that really want to be on the pond. They really want to get into something. And if you wait until the spring, our numbers are going to be lower. Yeah. 100%. They are going to be lower. Yep. And literally this exercise just proved it. Yes. And if you want to get the most amount of money for your home, selling it now in the fall makes more sense than waiting to see what happens in the spring. And I think that the numbers are going to even go lower. I always give my predictions here. I think they're going to go lower because what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes. Right? Yep. So what's going to end up happening is buyers are going to then, there's going to be a whole group of buyers who are now out of the game for sure. Right? Even though the percentage rate, what they're talking about, I mean, that was sort of the norm back in the day. I mean, it was, I think mine was 8% when I bought my house in 92. So, but there's going to be a big group of buyers that are going to fall out because they're going to say, hey, I was able to afford 400 Now I can only afford 325 right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to say, I'm not going to do that. So they're just going to be out. And then what's going to happen is you're going to be listed and you're going to be happy when you get the buyer that says, yes, I'm willing to buy your house. 100%. I think we should do, so as I'm listening, so we're talking about the interest rates a lot, but I think we should do a show on um, buy versus buy versus renting rent, yeah, yeah, rent that was one of my buy. ideas yeah i want to put um, that on our board because i would love to have us do it or obviously we we can have somebody else come in um and speak with us as well one of our mortgage um professionals and just talk about what the cost of living or equivalencies between the cost of living if you're buying something and the cost of living versus renting something well here's something to think about when it comes to renting and we will do a show on that so we'll add it to the board there is if you think about getting a mortgage, 
Okay, let's just say your mortgage ends up being $3,000 a month for a three-bedroom house, okay? You're at $3,000 a month for the next 30 years, okay? Or you could live in the South End or you could get an apartment anywhere and you could start. This happened in Braintree with my accountant's um, stepdaughter, right? Oh, yep, yep. She had an apartment in Braintree. She had a one-year lease and they went up $500 this year. So they moved her out. They're like, that's ridiculous. That's such a huge increase. So you don't know where you're going to be. And the cost of moving is not cheap. No, it's not. You know, so now she's living with them in their place rather than going to get another apartment. Because if you're signing a one-year lease, you never know when that rent is going to go up. And renting isn't just one time. It's it's first, last security, potentially a broker's fee if that's included. Mm -hmm. And that's potentially every time you have to move. So I can can see that as being a huge, huge con in Mm -hmm. renting. Yeah, um, but sorry that I just diver- diverted us. But I just no, think no, that's I think really that's a good idea. We will talk keep about on. that. Uh, I just want to take a couple of minutes. Do we have other listings for the agents that we have to discuss? Um, well, I know that Matt Mahoney has a new listing coming on, but it is not listed yet. I, and I know that you guys have something coming on as well, correct? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So 77 Furnace Lane in Pembroke. It is a three bedroom. It's called a colonial style house, but it don't think about a four bedroom box style house. It's yeah. three bedrooms, actually. It is going to have a brand new septic system because uh, it had a cesspool. So that means it's an automatic fail in Pembroke. It is direct waterfront. So it is right on the water. It is a beautiful setting. Mary, you were there the other day yeah, with the photographer. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, it looks really, really pretty. Um, and we will be live on that tomorrow morning so we're hoping by the afternoon that we'll be a hundred percent on that uh we'll have an open house this weekend and i don't know if i'll do saturday and sunday or just sunday i'm still trying to work that out but if you do want to um, have an appointment to see that call us uh 781-294-4848 is my cell phone number 781-294-4848 the property is going on the market for four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. it's about 1600 square feet of space it is an estate sale it does does need like cosmetically I mean it's structurally sound um, and you know but it does need you know some cosmetic updates I'm sure that people are going to want to do the kitchen and bathrooms and honestly I already know what I would do I would <laughs> that back that whole back room would be my kitchen anything else Mel that is it if you want to listen to any of our past shows talkrealestateroundtable.com you can go to your podcast app search for talk real estate roundtable or go to bostonconnect.com find all of our contact information Awesome. Bye, George. Thank you, ladies. We'll see you on Saturday as well. So Saturday, uh, we don't know what we're going to be talking about yet, but we'll be here Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. We hope you can join us. Have a great night, everybody.